If you have a sore, do you allow the sore to stay on your body and fester? Or are you proactive in going to the doctor and getting treatment for it, preventing something like gangrene or an amputation of a limb? We're going to talk about how that relates to the way you run your organization. Hey, Nonprofiteers, welcome to Nonprofit Biz Talk with your host, Tracy B. Allen, nonprofit strategist and owner of TVA Consulting. Nonprofit Biz Talk is about empowering nonprofit leaders with the knowledge, skills, strategies, and concepts to manage, build, and grow a nonprofit organization that will positively impact the community you serve. Is your nonprofit organization in a state of emergency? How do you know? Have you assessed your nonprofit organization? Do you know if your nonprofit organization is stable enough to be sustainable over the long haul in order to help your community grow in the way that it needs to grow? So how do you assess your nonprofit's sustainability? Can you assess it on your own? Do you need someone to come in and help you with that assessment? These are some of the things that we're going to explore in this podcast today. And also, how do you cure the problems that you find when you do your assessment? Because no nonprofit organization is perfect, but there's some nonprofit organizations that are in a state of emergency and you need to take your organization to the ER. Do you understand how it um, relates to the intro? Because think about it. If you are sick, you have a cough. Day after day, you're coughing and the cough isn't getting any better. You're taking over-the-counter medication. Nothing is working. The cough just seems to be getting so much worse as the days pass by. It's to the point that every time you cough, you feel like all the organs in your chest and your brain are just rattling around. They, they have come loose. The muscles are no longer holding them in place. They're loose. Do you stay at home and continue to cough yourself to death? I can surely say about 99% of the people would not. They would go to the emergency room because they have assessed that something is wrong with them and they need a cure. They need someone who is a professional in that area to solve that problem. Well, it's the same thing with your business or your nonprofit organization. If you assess that there's a problem, then you need to get a cure. But the first thing you have to do is assess that there is a problem. Because without that assessment, you will never know that there is a problem. Because there are times when things are, you're so close to something that you cannot see beyond what's directly in front of you. So here's a case in point. I remember one time, um, right after Christmas, I had to have emergency surgery. But the story started way before the day I had to have emergency store is emergency um, surgery. About a month before that, I started having this excessive pain in my lower back, and I thought it was gas. You know, so I was drinking hot tea every day, putting hot pads on my stomach, taking um, laxatives. I just could not figure out what it was, and I wasn't a gassy person. But for whatever reason, I thought I was having gas. 
and or problem with, you know, with gas because I was eating a lot of beans or a lot of, you know, gassy type foods, stopped eating them. But the pain persisted. It did not move. It wasn't to the point where I felt worrisome, but the pain was there nonetheless. And I remember talking to a friend of mine um, who lived in Miami at the time. Every time I would talk to her on the phone, I was like, oh my God, this pain, like it just won't go away. Like I'm drinking tea, I'm doing all these things, but this pain just won't leave. About three weeks after that initial encounter where I told her about this pain, I was on the phone with her, we were talking, and um, I guess I was making some morning sounds while I was talking to her on the phone. Because she's like, girl, are you feeling okay? And I was like, yeah, why are you asking? She says, you know that pain that you were telling me that you have and you tell me you still have? I think that pain is getting worse because you have been moaning and groaning on this call. And I'm like, no, I'm not. Because... I'm so close to it. I probably was doing it all the time, but I did not realize I was doing it. But someone else could hear me doing it. And I said, well, it's getting a little worse. Um, Maybe I should just take some Tylenol or something and, you know, move on with life. And she's like, but you've been complaining about this pain for like three weeks. Why don't you go to the emergency room? I was like, no, I don't think so. I don't, and I'm tired of the doctors. I've had, had, by that time, I had had several surgeries prior. I think in the years preceding this particular surgery, I had already had five surgeries. Like I was having a surgery a year or two surgeries a year. So I was a regular at the hospital and the emergency room, and I just did not want to go back. Um, So she's like, well, you're mourning a lot on this call and I think that you really should just go to the emergency room. So I said to her, well, what am I going to go to the emergency room and tell them that I'm having some gas pain? Like, that's just ridiculous. She was like, no, you go and you tell them you're in pain. I said, but I don't think it's the type of pain I need to go to the emergency room for. I'll just wait until the doctor's office is open on Monday. She said, you said that already. Just go to the emergency room. So we hung up the call and I lamented around a little bit. The pain started to get even worse. Like it was just accelerating at a rapid rate at this point. And I said, okay, let me go to the emergency room and I'll just do what she says. And I'll tell them, you know, I'm in pain and we will move on with life. And I went to the emergency room. By the time I got to the emergency room, I was practically doubled over in pain. So they took me in. My pressure was elevated. So they decided, okay, let them do a CAT scan and see what was going on. So they did the CAT scan, gave me some Demerol or, well, not probably not Demerol, but something to go to sleep because I'm allergic to Demerol, but something to go to sleep. And so I'm, you know, like really groggy. And about maybe two hours after I did the CAT scan, in comes the surgeon and she says, Miss Allen, um, I have some bad news for you. We found a mass in your colon. I was like, oh my God, stop, you know? Um, and then she was like, we're going to have to remove it. You know, what do you feel about it? And I was like, well, what can I feel about it? There's a mass in there. It needs to come out. It's causing me tremendous pain. Let's cure the problem, right? You, you've written a prescription. The prescription for this cure is that I, the prescription for this ailment is that I need to have surgery. So in she goes to do the surgery. And when she cuts me open, it's, a mess. It is not a, a um <laughs> it is not a tumor in my colon. It was a problem with my reproductive system. So she had to get on the phone and call my 
OBGYN, and both of them had to end up doing the surgery together. The surgery ended up lasting six hours. It was supposed to be a two-hour surgery. It was a six-hour surgery. It was an absolute mess. Long story short, I was bleeding internally, and my entire abdominal cavity had um, blood in it, and it was starting to infect some of my organs. They removed my reproductive system, and put me on some strong antibiotics for an extended period of time to clean up that mess. And I went on with healing after that. I say that to say this, it's the same thing with your nonprofit organization. I was so close to myself because it's my body that I could not fathom or I did not realize the type of pain I was in. Someone else had to point out that hey, you may be in more pain than you think you're in because I have a high pain tolerance. So I know that I'm in pain, but I can deal with a lot of pain. But subconsciously, my mind was putting that forward and me moaning and groaning on the phone when I didn't realize I was moaning and groaning through the pain. If she had not told me to go to the hospital on that day, as a matter of fact, I didn't even tell that part of the story. If I had not gone to the emergency room on that particular day, which was a Sunday, I would have been dead by Wednesday because my system was becoming that infected because something had burst inside of me. So I'm saying that sometimes you have to get an independent source to come into your nonprofit organization and sit with each one of your your team leaders and figure out what is going on inside of your organization, what is wrong, and how can you fix it so that you can become sustainable, profitable, and compliant so you can continue to grow and serve the community that you, you are serving. Because when you're close to the problem, sometimes you cannot identify the problem. If you ask most nonprofit leaders what their problem is, they're going to tell you, oh, everything is fine. We just have a few money problems. We probably need to get a little bit more donors. Maybe you have some more fundraisers and get a grant. But they're not seeing the bigger picture. Like the, those problems stem from other problems. So you can have problems with maybe not building community partners. Maybe you don't have a strong communication um, development team. Maybe your development plan is flawed. Maybe you don't have a strategic plan, so you have no guidance as to where you're going. You know, you don't have any um, financial projections, so you're not sure how much money you should be making every year in order to sustain your current programs and services. And Have you made an assessment and realized that there's a knowledge gap within yourself and your organization that is directly affecting the amount of revenue that your organization produces on a yearly basis? Well, have no fear. You can go right on over to TVA Academy to fill that gap. There's a plethora of courses in every area that you need to succeed in your nonprofit organization. Go to bit.ly backslash TVA Academy. Again, that's bit.ly backslash TVA Academy. And the information is also in the description. staff members and to grow beyond those programs and services and staff members. So that is where um, 
a nonprofit sustainability assessment comes in. You need someone to come in and a, a consultant to come in and do a deep dive assessment of your nonprofit organization and give you some um, strategies to move forward to become sustainable, to become profitable, profitable, and to become compliant. But beyond that, if you don't do that, then your nonprofit organization is going to stay in a state of limbo. It's going to always be in an emergency type state where you're out there, you need $500 to get supplies for a program. So you get on Facebook and you are asking all your Facebook friends and family members to please donate. So you stay in that cycle of emergency, of urgency all the time. And that is not a good place to be. You need to be in a place of proactivity, getting ahead of the problem instead of always reacting to the problem, if that makes sense to you. So the only way to do that is to plan ahead. And sometimes you're not able to do that yourself. So you need to get somebody to come in and do that for you. So one of the programs that I have, and it's um, called the Nonprofit ER, and it's just basically what it what it says. So the Nonprofit ER is for nonprofit business build is a, a nonprofit business building training program that plunges into your nonprofit organization and allows you to analyze and fix issues that are plaguing it and preventing it from thriving. The programs take you step by step um, through the in depth analysis process so that you can diagnose your disease prescribe the treatment and cure the problem and gives you regular vaccinations and boosters to keep you healthy because that's something that you need to do. Like you know, all nonprofit organizations should have self-audits on a yearly basis to make sure your books are um, up to par. You do not ever want the federal government to pop up on you one day and do an audit and then you have not done your own audit and then they find a bunch of problems and then you probably get cited. Maybe you get your status taken away from you. You have to be proactive. You cannot be reactive. Stay ahead of the curb. Um, so what do you get in this nonprofit ER course? So you will identify the um, your issues. You'll be able to identify the virus infecting your organization through analytic questions and thinking. You get the skills to build a strong to build strong. You get information and step-by-step instructions to set up for a successful um to set up a successful system for eradicating the virus. You manage Manage like a leader, you learn the process of recruiting and retaining staff and volunteers with the skills and success needed to make your organization sustainable, okay? And you learn how to build a development a development plan that allows you to generate revenue like a boss. You know, finding grants, finding donors, um, successful fundraising strategies, and a solid sustainability plan, which every organization needs. You need to know how you're going to get from your deathbed to being able to run a marathon again, basically. Okay. Um, this program is a 12-month program. 
And it is literally, think about my story. That is why, kind of where this came out from. It's that story. How I usually was proactive with my health, but for whatever reason, I guess I was so disenfranchised with having so many surgeries in the prior years, I just didn't want to be bothered. So I chose to ignore the problem. And in ignoring the problem, I actually made the problem worse. And when I started looking at nonprofit organizations, I saw a lot of the same symptoms within nonprofit organizations. A lack of proactivity that caused problems to fester and become bigger than they need to be. So um, that was the birthing of this program. So the program consists of five, four modules. So in module one, you're going to determine your pain level. So we're going to do a triage and figure out, you know, what are your vital signs? Are you critical? Are you... Um, um, are you urgent care or are you just need support? But you need to figure or figure out where your triage level is, what type of support you need after the assessment. And then module two, we're going to diagnose the problem. What is the exact problem that's plaguing your organization or problems? Because a lot of times it's more than one problem. You can have problems in a lot of areas. And if the problem starts at the top where you have an ED slash founder who is not um, as knowledgeable as they may think they are in a running a successful nonprofit organization, then we start with the top and we work our way down to make sure that everybody is educated and knows exactly what they're supposed to be doing, when they're supposed to be doing it, and how they should be doing it. In module three, um, finding the elixir, we are finding the cure, which is actually the implementation portion of this program you know, actually doing the stuff, seeing what works, what doesn't work, how we can tweak it to make it applicable to your organization and fit your management style and your programs and services. So that's the implementation stage, which is finding the elixir for the cure. And then in module four is keeping it healthy, right? So after you get healthy, you need to have checkups to make sure that whatever they did, was successful. So after I had my surgery, I didn't I didn't just have my surgery and go home and my doctors never saw me again. You know, 2 weeks after I had to go in and have my dressings um checked and um make sure that there was no infection and I had to go back again 2 weeks later and that went on for about 68 weeks to make sure that I had no complications post surgery. It's the same thing in this process. You have to make sure that whatever you're doing, it is sustainable and it is right for your nonprofit organization. And if something's not working, why isn't it working? Who's not doing what they're supposed to do? Or there's something changed within your organization and now we need to adjust something um, like a program or service to, um, you know, to fit the new structure. So that is what the nonprofit ER is about. Um, so if you think that your organization could possibly be in some type of distress, you're not sure the best thing to do is to get a nonprofit sustainability assessment and join the nonprofit ER. 
Get the skills and concepts that you need to be successful. You started this organization for a reason. You started this organization because you had a passion for helping people. You had a passion for fixing a problem that you identified in your community. And the only way that you can do that is to get help. A nonprofit organization is not a free for all. Like everybody is not going to give you things free. You have to invest up front and you will get gain on the back end. So go ahead and check out the nonprofit ER at uh, www.tvacon.com backslash the nonprofit ER, just E and R. So that again is www.tvacon.com con c o n t v a c o n dot com backslash the nonprofit e r okay and let's get a prescription for that cure have a nice day guys okay nonprofiteers that's it for today Thank you for joining us and remember that there's someone in your community counting on the services that your organization offers and it is your job to make sure you get it right.